0: So, good evening, everyone. So, tonight is our last uh, discussion, although, although, excuse me, I think that uh, Asher Marsh will be speaking again in the morning. Is that correct? And I'll be going to where? Warsaw? Warsaw. Is it? Anyone else going? Just you. No, I'm going. Oh, no, good. You're going. (laughs) Two. How. on train it takes a few hours to get to Warsaw three hours three hours hours. are we coming back the same day yes (laughs) uh-huh okay Uh uh-huh long day huh okay so we'll be available on the radio I guess (laughs) (laughs) that session what time is the broadcast Noon, I see. Okay. So, as you know, we've been discussing the verses from the 10th um, chapter that um, Vishwanath of Thakur has singled out as the uh, four essential verses of the text. They're actually exactly in the middle of the book. It's 18 chapters, and about 700 some verses and these verses are right in the center and um, I believe he makes that that point Baladev Vidyabhusana also follows his lead and calls him the, these verses the womb from which the real essence of the Gita yes. ar- arises and naturally they've rendered them thought of them in a very uh, Godia light that means in a light that casts a light on the devotion that we find in pastoral Vrindavan the Vrjalila so we come to the last of the four verses tonight I'm just going to talk about it briefly and then uh, ask for questions as we've been talking for a few days and Although I've met with you, a lot of you personally today, which was a pleasure. Um, A little tiring, but um, that's part of the territory, so um, no problem. Um, But you may have questions, philosophical questions or other questions related to the philosophy, hopefully. Um, So we will try to be brief. In the discussion <coughs> and then turn to the question. So tonight Krishna says, And um, what I like to speak about this verse in in uh, following the lead of pujapatrida Padrid who sees this verse uh Tied together with the previous verse and his take on the previous verse, which, as you may recall, um, to him raises a appears appears contradictory because he's taking the words from the previous verse kesham satatayuktanam bhajitam pritipuvakam, words like this and words from the second verse as well that speak um, in the fullest sense of the term in, of a very high standard of devotion. Uh, we've, we've talked about them in, in more broad um, ways uh, with a broader understanding that uh, touches a wider range of devotees but to say those who are always meditating upon me those who are um, constantly engaged in, in, in loving service to me and so forth um, while perhaps speaking to a broader group that could include many types of devotees, a more conservative translation of them um, speaks of very high devotees, even, even perfected devotees and the brajabhasis themselves uh, who are the ragatmikas that the rag-bhaktis follow. Hmm? I had a, got in a conversation on uh, our forum... On Tattva Vivek on the Facebook with a devotee there, a new devotee who's not initiated but interested in our Sangha. And she was interested in Raganuga Bhakti, but um, wanted to kind of go ahead with that before having a guru. <laughs> so um, I made it a simple point that the word Raganuga. Raga means attachment, and of course, um, here it refers to attachment to not Krishna hmm, directly, but Krishna indirectly, by way of being attached to those who are attached to Krishna. They are called Ragatmikas. In Rag Anuga, Raga means attachment, and Anuga means uh, to follow. Hmm? So it's about following someone who has attachment for Krishna. And um, there are the paradigmatic figures in the Leela, Krishna's friends and parents and lovers and so on and so forth, who are all ragatmikas. But their essence, hmm, that which they personify, hmm, comes to us through the Guru Parampara. So, if we want to be a Raganuga, we have to be following somebody. And uh, um, and while there are specific practices that are relative to Raganuga Bhakti, the entirety of Raganuga Bhakti includes practices that are relative to all devotees, um, even those Pursuing love in or in reverence, practices like accepting a guru and hearing and uh, receiving the mantra, and so on. These are things are not like thrown aside from from raganuga bhakti. <laughs> They're very uh, central. So I was able to help her by explaining the word raganuga with emphasis on the second uh, of the two words that make that one word, anuga. Hmm? It's about following. Hmm? So we don't want to skip over the principle of following the very person and system through which the ideas and the sentiments of brudge are coming to us. Hmm? And um, of course, to to avoid the guru or disrespect the principle of the guru is an is an offense to the nam, nam operat also. So this is not a good way to start out. Um. <coughs> so um, in the uh, uh, so Susharma has in his commentary on these verses, he tends to be taking the, the, the what's being the terms that are being used to describe the devotees here as references to the Brajabhasis themselves, the Gopis in particular hmm? um, and looking at the verses for the most part in a in, a, in, a, in the, the the spirit of, of, of Gopi Bhava and hmm? um, the Parakya Bhava as we mentioned and so uh, these are the the kind of persons that we are going to follow and emulate, and again, the essence of what they're about, that's coming to us through the mantra, coming through the Guru Parampara, in a a seed-like form. We shouldn't think, I I want to follow them, what I have to do with the mantra and all these other things. I just want to follow them, I read about them. But but what they are, what that is, we can talk about it in, in... in a book, uh, write about it, and so forth. But as we've already been discussing um, earlier in our meetings, words fail, uh, going there, they return, mind goes there, it returns. They're not sufficient to do justice to what that's about. And the practice that we are involved in really is a trans-rational practice, even while it calls upon us to use all of our reason in the service of that. Hmm? um so i mean it, it's not a lot of like chanting the mantra is not like a rational exercise and and the, and the idea is there's some magic in that hmm? also hmm. so it picks up where reason leaves off it's a good reason with good reason we should pursue a a a method that transcends the limits of reason if we were to arrive at a place that is that that knows no reason as love is said to not know. In, at least in English we say love knows no reason. We have a similar idea in Polish, I would imagine, and in all languages. Hmm? It's something that the very statement itself speaks about the limits of language. Hmm? Hmm. So what does it mean to follow those people? We hmm? have to put the pieces together. Hmm? It's not in some imaginary way, oh I like Radharani she wears a blue sari, I wear a blue sari and and, uh, this means I'll be a Raganuga Bhakta and uh, follow her and so forth. Um, There was a fellow years and years ago Hmm. I've told this story before, it's brief bear with me if you've heard it Um, he was in the uh, Prabhupada's temple in Los Angeles and and uh, he, he read some of the books and, and it said one should always remember Krishna and never forget forget Krishna. So he thought that was the essence of all instructions. And he had a little um, flute that he used to play. So he put a picture of Krishna on the end of the flute and he would just walk around like this. And we would ask him to do something. He said, just remember Krishna, never forget Krishna. And he would go around the block like that. And as I said before, his, his circumambulation became larger and larger. He's out there somewhere, you know, <laughs> just remembering Krishna and never forgetting him. So what does all that that mean? Hmm? And so it's a little, uh, there's a little mysticism to all of this. Uh, and uh, uh, a method at Mahabharata was given to us to, by which we can enter into it. <clears throat> And and it is about following these paradigmatic figures in the Lila that represent the Sakya rasa, the Madhurya Rasa, um, in other cases the Bhatsali Rasa, dasya Rasa, and so forth. Hmm. And so Srihari Marsha has used has looked at the, the, the some of the phrases, terms, and words here in the text that speak about loving Krishna constantly with all the hearts and minds, and so on and so forth, and applied them to and appropriately so, these ideal devotees, hmm? and 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 the gopis in particular, hmm? um, and we saw that um, very clearly in the way he looked at verse three when he saw in the verse a contradiction that these devotees are absorbed in prem priti means means preem. Hmm? tesham satata yuktanam they are always connected with me you, united with me tesham satata priti pubakam. loving me with praying hmm? and to them I give them knowledge by which they can come to me and he says what? they are already with him how do they have to come why do they need some knowledge to come to him it seems to be contradictory so as we heard he resolved it by saying in in, in Parikiya Bhav, hmm, the paramour uh, love of Braj, that the whole of the Braj is centered around, directly or indirectly, um, the gopis need some special kind of knowledge of how to rendezvous and meet with Krishna. Yenamam uh, Upayantite. He took the word Upayanti and he said. Uh, looking i suppose at the verbal root and he said it we can look at it and and, and draw from it that it is implying referring to upapati paramore love hmm? so in paramore love then you need some secret some secrets are there hmm? the relationship is there you love but to to make the rendezvous and so on and so forth there have to be uh, it, it has to be done uh, quietly Hmm? Some of, we talked about how some of Krishna's friends are involved in that. Subal saka is, is highlighted by Rupa Goswami in his uh, characterization of him uh, uh, by emphasizing his ability to speak with his hands, making signals that no one can understand except Krishna. It means meet her under the tamal tree at this place at this time and like this so this is this is a kind of the Dami Bodhi Yoga this is the kind of, kind of Buddha Yoga hmm, um, and other messages and secrets being passed back and forth and doing Gopis and Gopis and Gopas and this beautiful very charming um, affair and a beautiful rendering of the verse that resolves as we heard the contradiction that stands out in Pujapada Sridhar Maharaj's mind when he, when he reads the verse. And he sees the same thing carried over into this last verse. He, um, obviously it has a more general reading as well. All the verses in Gita have many different readings and many different interpretations. When I was younger, I was not very fond of uh, some of the ways in which people interpreted the Bhagavad Gita because I thought they were unbonafide um, from, and that the Gaudiya Vaishnava perspective was the bona fide way. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with thinking about that, and there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but later on I thought differently. I thought that some people, Gandhi, for example, had a political take on the Bhagavad Gita.
1: Hmm?
0: And people have a social take, a psychological take, a well, in Gandhi's case, again, a nationalistic take on the Bhagavad Gita, which seems very contradictory uh, to what it is about in, in essence. Or then you have the, amongst the spiritual people, the Ramanujas take it in a particular way. And So after a while I thought, oh, this is so nice that it lends itself to so many different ideas and can satisfy people on so many different levels. But I, I rather thought that the fact that it, that it would be interpreted in other ways was really the, 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 a strength of the text and something that I was so proud to be connected with, that it could help people socially, politically, uh, you know, and religiously in diverse ways. Hmm. Um, of course, I like to think that if they could get the help, that would that by understanding it in a light, it would take them further. But, uh, but it reaches out to them where they are, helps them from there. So I really can't appreciate the broadness, the depth as well and as the broadness of the text, the universality of the text. It's been around for a long time and always will. But my particular edition has been the most popular of my books. And when I started to write I thought, well, I've, you know, everybody's read the Bhagavad Gita, you know, another Bhagavad Gita. But... Another Bhagavad Gita and people, another one, let's let's try that one as well. On my own shelf, I've got a dozen Bhagavad Gitas at least. And um, uh, if a new one comes out, I'm, I'm uh, prone to buy it and hmm. keep it. Even if I can only read a few verses, I, think, Man, I don't like this one so much. But anyway. And then when I am looking at a particular verse... And thinking about it, then I may look at every Bhagavad Gita I have and see what somebody said, secular writers and persons from other sampradayas and so forth. And I think it's speaking to so many people. Let me hear what it says to all of them that I can find, and and find something more in the text than I can find myself. Hmm. So, this verse, like other verses and other verses in the text and in in this section that we're going over has obviously a broader interpretation Krishna says that out of compassion for people devotees hmm, I who uh, dwell within their hearts within their atma hmm, destroy the darkness born of ignorance with a lamp a effulgent lamp light of knowledge gana dipena, bashvata that is a nice verse hmm, a nice general rendering of the verse but For Sridhar looking at it in a a deeper way rather than a broader way, it brings up a similar problem, as I say, that he he also found in the previous verse. That here at the context is he's talking about very high devotees. hmm? And he says, out of compassion for them, I destroy their ignorance with the lamp of knowledge. Well, they're pretty purvukam or... uh, 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 such that the They, they, what kind of knowledge do they need? What kind of ignorance needs to be destroyed, and so forth. So, again, he takes it to the brujalila and and renders it uh, somewhat differently. Mm-hmm. In the broad sense, also, it could be said that this verse speaks about um, the well. Uh, I think in, in a deeper sense as well. This verse speaks about a reality for devotees that um, are progressing as well as for siddhas. And that is the reality of, of separation, hmm. biraha, hmm. which um, has been compared in the Christian tradition or, or, or spoken of poetically in the Christian tradition. I speak of the Christian tradition of mystics. Hmm. In, uh, in medieval Europe um, and particularly the mystics interestingly who at a glance seem to be from a Christian perspective m- moving a little in the direction of, of the Gopi Bhav of Gaudi and There's mystics like, like, like Teresa of Avila and what was the other one? Um, John of the Cross I think it was John of the Cross who coined the phrase the dark night of the soul, hmm? which is a kind of a way of referring to what we call separation. And separation in the beginning where you haven't met Krishna but you have become attracted to him by hearing about him, by associating with devotees who have attraction for him and so forth. And so the way to union is through separation, and it can be like a dark night of the soul. And darkness is another way of saying ignorance. And jnana Deepaina, bash with the language here is with the lamp, the light of Gyan of knowledge. So it's not ordinary knowledge. It's not that he gives them Gyan. I mean, Gyan. What the what the devotees. Need with Gyan. In fact, the proper way to understand this verse, or the deeper way to understand this verse, is is is, is that there, it has nothing to do with Gyan. Gyan is thought to be a light, to dissipate darkness. Gyan uh, is thought to be the well, the antithesis of ignorance, and ignorance is attachment and suffering, and it's the be all and end all hmm, for some. But it's certainly not the case in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and. Uh, in a sense, Krishna is saying, not that, not that I give knowledge, hmm, but that I come myself and you don't need any knowledge. This is Bhakti also, you don't need any knowledge. Uh, the, the term that uh, that Mahaprabhu very much liked in the in, uh, beginning of his conversation with Ramananda Roy, when he was asking Ramananda Roy about the highest ideal and he said, uh, "Say something, Say something more." Ugh. And he said, "Devotion mixed with uh, with with gyan. Oh, uh, say something else. That's kind of boring to me." And when he said, "Gyan e prayashu for this verse from the Bhagavatam, voiced by Brahma, after Brahma had seen the, been involved in the in the Brahma lila. Hmm? One of his verses, "Gani, prayasuta prāyāśūta-pāśyanam-teva. What is the next line? Uh prayasuta pasyanam praya, uh, stāne Shuti gatam śūta-gatam tanaman-mano-bhir ye prāyāśa Anyway, oh. nice verse. What Mahārādhu liked about this was, he, he said, yeah, that I like. We're getting somewhere now. This is gyan shunya bhakti Bhakti not encumbered by jnan, by knowledge. This reaches its zenith in Brajlila where they don't have the knowledge that Krishna is God. At least that's not in the forefront. Hmm? It's somewhere maybe buried in the background, hmm? covered by their affection and love. Hmm? So udava. Uh, uh, you know, was Is Krishna's counselor in Dwarka. In and Uddhava was sent by Krishna to Vrindavan to give a message to the inhabitants there. And the message was overtly a, speaking about things like, well, yeah, Atma Gyan, Brahma Gyan, you're not the body. Hmm? Things happen, there are ups and downs. Hmm? By providences, arrangements, sometimes we come together. Sometimes people are separated. Be steady. Don't let these kind of things disturb you. Hmm? You should be peaceful. Hmm? Life in the world is temporary. Hmm? Uh, these kind of things. And gopis are hearing these things. And Udda was reading them. And they're realizing Uddhava doesn't get it. He doesn't understand what Krishna's really saying here. And then they begin to interpret what Krishna's saying in a way that enlightens Uddhava, that, 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 who's, who's a jnani, who's a bhakta, but he's a, his has, he knows that Krishna's God. When Krishna asks him his advice in Dwarka, he says, this is amazing. You're God, you know everything. And you ask me for advice. How do I understand that? Anyway, here's the advice. And he gives it to him. Hmm? So he's this is his perspective. Hmm? Uh, his type of bhakti. Uh, he he knows that Krishna is God and omniscient, but sometimes he seems to pretend that he doesn't know something. Hmm? And so then I fill in the blank. He says, I cite the verse. Hmm? And in Vrindavan, the whole affair is reversed. Hmm? uh krishna seems always not to know so many things hmm? even trying to figure himself out like a young adolescent in an, in 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 a, in a, in a um, existential crisis and in a what would you call a romantic crisis that's really a existential crisis um uh he, he and the way in the background is 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 the idea that He's kind of special. He knows everything. But anyway, that, that that's that's very insignificant. Hmm? So the things are reversed between Dwarka, the, the the omniscience and the be, uh, apparent bewilderment of Krishna. Hmm? He seems a little bewildered in Dwarka, enough to ask Uddhava advice, and that is amazing to Uddhava. Hmm? And in Vrindavan. Huh? He's, he, 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 he's mostly bewildered. Hmm? Bewildered means overwhelmed by the love of the inhabitants there. Hmm? So, uh, 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 Mahabhu liked this idea, Ganshunya bhakti. He said, now we're talking about something important. This, is, this has got my attention. This is the standard of devotion in Vrindavan, in dasya, in sakya, vatsalya, and Madhurya. Hmm? Their love is not burdened by knowledge. It's not dependent upon knowledge. The knowledge that Krishna is God. Um, If it could be proved to them that Krishna was not God, they would be fine with that and they would go on. Uh, Indeed, they think Narayan is God and Krishna is not. Some people say he is. I guess they're confused. I mean, he is special. Narayan does special things through him, no doubt, as, as Gargamuni predicted at the name giving ceremony, but not that he's actually Narayan or God, he's our son, he's our friend, and so forth. So, you know these things, they're beautiful things. And so, Mahabhu liked this, this idea, Gyan Shunya Bhakti, Bhakti unencumbered by Gyan. So, the word Gyan is used here, but really has no place in terms of the ordinary understanding of Gyan. And so what Krishna is saying is that, that I personally come and I I dissipate the darkness, which could be compared to ignorance, the dark night of the soul that's experienced by the devotees who are loving me, and their love has reached a point that they cannot bear my separation any longer. What happens? It's not that I give them knowledge, I personally come there. They don't need any knowledge. Knowledge isn't required. I come and make myself known to them I show myself I cannot keep myself away from them hmm? I come it's it's really a, a a deprecation of knowledge what you could get by knowledge and how close you could get to me is nothing by knowledge about me you can know me as brahman hmm? you may know me as 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 paramatma or god hmm? Uh, I mean, just knowledge unto itself with a little sattviki bhakti hmm? if knowledge is the greater part of the equation then you can know me as Brahman hmm? I mean how much is that knowing Krishna knowing Krishna as Brahman means you don't know about his leelas you don't know about his qualities you don't know about his 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 his, his, his venu madhurya, rupa madhurya Mm-hmm. lila madhurya prema madhurya you don't know anything about him mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. you know it about, about his effulgence and you don't know it's his effulgence mm-hmm. so Gan, unto itself with just a little bit of bhakti like not offending bhakti mm-hmm. those ghanis that don't offend bhakti and are respectful of it in the pursuit of Brahma Salyuja through Gyan, they can get it if they have disrespect for bhakti then they cannot four kinds of Gyanis, two types can be successful two types cannot it's all dependent upon how they position themselves in relation to devotion so by Gyan, let us say as far as possible unto itself What can you know about Krishna? How close can you get to him? Hmm? So this is saying that you don't need any jnana to know me. You love me and I come there. I am the be all and end all of knowledge. I personally come. I appear before them. Hmm? They don't do anything. I do it all, he's saying. I do everything. I come. I reveal myself. I show myself as only I can to them. And I have to do it. I have to do it. I feel compelled by their separation. I cannot bear their separation any longer, any longer. I'm under their influence. Even in, this is why there's is, there is said to be a Krishna Leela in the world, because in the world, there are two forces, basically. They're the force of karma and the force of bhakti. We have anadi karma. We have an Adi hmm? Bhakti. Bhakti is always in the world. Hmm? And if we're lucky, if we're Bhagya, if we're Bhagyavati, then we can get Bhakti. <laughs> uh, that is our good fortune. Hmm? Uh, Brahmanda Brahmite Bhagyavanji Guru Krishna Prashade Bhai Bhakti Lato We get Krishna, of course. In, he, the guru is included in that. We get Krishna by getting the guru and we we'll get Krishna and, and so forth in a systematic way. So and, so this force is in the world and, and, and there are devotees in the world who have taken advantage of that and their devotion has reached such a height that they really cannot bear the separation of Krishna any longer. And for them he comes and the Lila starts in this world. For hmm? them He appears. He said, I come for two reasons. Uh, uh, to protect the devotees and to destroy the miscreants. And the latter is a, is a byproduct of the former. I come to protect the devotees. I come to get, it really means, I come to get the association of my devotees. I cannot keep myself away from them any longer. Hmm? I appear there. I am the light of knowledge by which the dark night the the, 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 uh, the uh, i am the light of of, of 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 union coming in person by which the dark night of the soul is is brought to an end hmm? and uh, 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 and we see this also in his own commentary on the text pujapatsitamara cites the example of sachi who in the lila in gaur leela uh, spoke in such a way that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi came to reside in Jagannath Puri hmm? with the idea that she could hear news about him. Hmm? But not only did she did she hear news about him, but sometimes she would cook hmm? and then she would offer the food and, and it was she would see that, have a vision, of sporti, mystical vision of, Chaitanya, of Nimai Pandit, her son coming and eating. Hmm? And then she would Think it was a hallucination, and then go look and see that the, the pots were empty. Hmm? And she had this a few times. And, she, and then when when the who was it was sent? Was it Kall Krishnadas? Hmm? Uh, one of the devotees from Puri was sent to Bengal hmm? to inform the devotees Mahaprabhu had returned. Kal Krishnadas had returned from South India, and they could come again for the Ratha Yatra and so forth. I think it was Kala Krishna, also perhaps another. He was told also by Nityananda or Bhachetana Mahaprabhu uh, Tell Sachi, among the other things, do this. Tell Sachi that I come there. It's not a hallucination. I do come there. Hmm? And I eat there, personally. Hmm? Avirbhav, hmm? I make myself present there. Hmm? Because I feel the pain of your separation. I'm there. I'm. I, but The union with me is there in the separation. it said, in union there's one Krishna, in separation there are millions of Krishnas. Everywhere you look, everything reminding you only of Krishna. Oh, where is he? He's there,
2: <laughs>
0: inside of the separation. And he makes it known at times. In the Brajlila also, Śiñjiva uh, Goswami Prabhupāda in his Krishna Sandhara has written very beautifully about Krishna appearing in spurti, mystically, to the Gopis, to the coward boys in Vrindavan, hmm? as if he's there, and then they come to life again and disappears, and they they question it, they question it, hmm? and um, he sent messengers to tell them also, don't don't think it's not me, it is me. You know? They might say, we want the real you, then he could say like he did to Gory Pandit when when Gornathai came to his house and he had Gornathai deities and then they were leaving and he said don't leave they said well we're already there on the altar in the form our deity form he said well no I want you here so then they said okay and the deities walked out and Gornathai stood on the altar we should go and have the darshan of those deities so he's really there hmm? it's not a hallucination he's really there hmm? he's there Within the separation, and it mitigates or dissipates the dark night of the soul, and he has to be there, so to speak. He says that, that, that it's a blessing to me, your devotion. People, he told the gopis this at Kurukshetra People worship me, they do devotion to me for different reasons. They want liberation, they want to get a good husband. Good wife, for all kinds of reasons, people worship me. They worship me because I'm God, and I should be worshipped. All these things are there, but but I worship your worship. That's what I do. You should know that. (laughs) I am a devotee of your worship. Hmm? I cannot reciprocate in kind, so I have been defeated by you. I have said in the Bhagavad Gita that as people approach me, I have the power, I'm Rasaraj. So if you want to love me, I am the king of love. So I can reciprocate all kinds of love in kind. Hmm? And these gopis, they took him up on that. And then he found, actually, uh, I cannot reciprocate in kind. You are only exclusively devoted to me. You've given up your family, friends, wives, children, everything for me. And I have so many devotees I have to tend to, I cannot give exclusive attention to you like you give to me. So it's a problem for me. Therefore, I've been defeated. Your devotion is higher than me. Hmm? Jai Radhe is the idea, the theme song of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. She is Bhakti Devi. Hmm? So Krishna is worshipping that kind of devotion that she personifies and the, the, the entirety of the devotion really in, 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 in Braj, this, this kind of rag bhakti. And, and, and so it should be our ideal as well. Prabhupada used to say, of course, very beautifully and very simply, that all the religions are worshipping God and we are worshipping that which God worships. That is a peculiar idea, unique to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. We have a unique contribution to the theistic community of the world, and it should be broadcast. It's very um, charming. hmm? And it's very um, disarming also. Yes, Krishna is a big autocrat and so on and so forth, but see the position. (laughs) Properly understood. He is subordinate to the bhakti itself. So he has to come. He cannot refuse. Indeed, he comes and he says... Not that I favor you by being present, but I am favored. I feel favored by you to be in your company. Hmm? It's a reverse of what the verse says overtly. It can be understood to be saying, "I come there to get a blessing from you hmm? in your company." The measure of your love and in se- separation is such that it, uh, uh, it, it it makes me more present than I am physically present so to speak, somewhere else. So it's a very beautiful idea, a verse extolling the virtues of this type of bhakti itself. Hmm? And the apparent contradiction, of course, taking it to this level, is resolved. Hmm? So, I said I would speak briefly on that, so I have tried to do so. Any questions? Yes.
2: What is Krishna
0: Kaviraja's position on topics of Nadiya, Nagarabhava, and Gaura Vishnipriyarabhava? Krishna Krishna's Kaviraja Goswami. Uh, Of course, uh, Nagarabhava, there's different kinds of ideas about that, but the basic idea, and I think is what you're talking about, is the idea that that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, Krishna is Rasaraj, so he tastes all the rasas. Therefore, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, he must taste all the rasas as well. And among them is the Parakya rasa. And therefore there must be parakiya rasa with, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as there is with Krishna. And so um, there are some people that advocate this. And you want to know what Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says about this? <coughs> Excuse me as I mentioned uh, earlier in our talks the Chaitanya Charitamrita arguably is the book um, that is kind of analogous to the Nicene 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 Council in Catholicism where there were different ideas about the Christ what he meant and what his teaching was and a church was formed a GBC was made and they met together, they voted, and they started kicking people out. No, they... I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mention any names, but... Um, <coughs> forgive me. They they had a council, and they determined what the teachings were and what the teachings weren't. For example, there were ideas amongst the... the there were the ASEAN Christians... Uh, perhaps they were a sect that believed in reincarnation hmm? uh, this kind of uh, this kind of what they call it not a neo Vedanta but something like that with Indian influence you know the Christians inv- influenced by the Greeks and the Greeks were influenced by India so there, there were some idea, hmm? Gnostics yeah yeah so uh, s- some of these were determined uh, heretical. Theoretical ideas, and then the orthodoxy of Catholicism was established. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, arguably, the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, is a most definitive book in which the Goswamis' Rupa Nathanji Goswami's teachings are kind of condensed and put in Bengali, which is a more widely spoken vernacular and and Given to the people, and here it is. This is the orthodox teaching of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And different ideas about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were circulating who he was, what was his teaching, what it, what it meant to follow him, and so forth. And so we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita the, the opinion that Rupa Goswami in particular was empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to establish the teachings. And we find his teachings in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Charitamrita is Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami's rendering of Rupa Goswami's experience of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And other experiences are also, some other experiences are also included. Hmm? Different types of devotees and different sentiments. Hmm? Obviously, there's a big place for Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? and so on and so forth, who's not a gopi. But, but um, one of the ways in which uh, Krishna Das sorted out what was the orthodox, what was heterodox, was that um, that he dismissed certain ideas. Another way in which he excluded some heterodox ideas that were out and about is that he didn't comment on them. Hmm? So if they weren't included in the book, it's more of a polite way of saying uh, we don't accept that. Hmm? If you take Vrindavan Das and you look at Krishna Das, the two main authors and the and the latter defers to the former who wrote the Chaitanya Bhagwat hmm, repeatedly throughout his book um, and depicts himself as a follower of Vrindavan Das and just filling in some things that Vrindavan Das left out, which is Self kind of deprecating way of talking about what he did. It was very extraordinary what he did, and a huge uh, contribution. Um, but they have different temperaments, different dispositions. Where you hear Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami say, What is it he says? I'm lower than a worm in the stool, and uh, anyone who hears my name loses their piety. Anyone who chants my name commits a sin. Uh, I'm the lowest of the low. He speaks of himself like this in a very self-deprecating manner. Hmm? And we find Vrindavan Das who says, and anyone who doesn't agree with what I'm saying about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I kick on his head with shoes. He says, whoa, these people are really different <laughs> in their uh, expressions and, uh, and so forth. So, uh, uh, with regard to the, your question about this Vrindavan Das is very um, kind of outspoken. And he says, Yes, it's true that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and Krishna accepts all types of worship. That's a fact. But we should only worship Krishna in consideration of the mood that he's in at the particular time when he appears. Hmm? And he goes on to say that Chaitanya Mahabharata never really been looked... At a, at a woman in, a, in an illicit way, and so on and so forth. and So he, he speaks very strongly against this Nagarbhav idea, hmm? which, which which some devotees were advocating at, at the time to some extent. He speaks very strongly about it. It's because he's saying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he's in the mood of Radha. That's what he's really about. Hmm? If you look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you say, Oh, he's Krishna. If you look closer and say, Oh, he's Radha. He's more Radha than he is Krishna. He's Krishna trying to be Radha. So if Krishna's trying to be Radha and you're trying to te- te- treat him like Krishna and have and be like a Radha for him, Das thought this was a bit problematic. Hmm? Um, and he didn't like the idea also, as I mentioned the other day, um, from the point of view that it would spoil the sannyas, and the character the moral character would put a blemish on the moral character of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu which which um, which he didn't have, hmm? Which is a way of saying you know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had the morality of Ram. His sannyas was very strict, and uh, his householder life, Grihija N Nayaka he was an ideal grihastha He what didn't have he wasn't running around with somebody else's wife or he was very you know, morally upright with his married life. And as a sannyasi, he frightened other sannyasis by the measure of his... his uh, the standards of his adherence to the sannyas dharma and so on. Hmm. So this kind of very um, powerful example of morality was important in his mind in order to convey to the people uh, the spirituality of Radha and Krishna Lila that might look otherwise. Hmm? So and it was this what helped Bhakti Thakur when he saw the the Brajra lila the Rasa lila of the Bhagavatam through the eyes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this very morally stout person then he could understand. This is a spiritual thing. It's not what it might sound like at first. Hmm? So this is very important to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila. So there's no place for it overtly in the prakatlila, the manifest lila. There's not a trace of that in the prakatlila, hmm? of Mahaprabhu having apparent illicit relations as a householder or as a sannyasi. And you can see what a problem, the whole pra- prakatlila would have been foiled in terms of his desire to teach about rag-bhakti and give a proper understanding of these higher ideals and so forth. So th- th- there's no place for that. And if there's no place for it in the prakatlila, then the question is, is there any place for it in the Lila? Hmm? Um, because in terms of bhava these two lilas are the same there are some just minor uh, differences not in terms of bhava but in terms of how it plays out and and so on so so therefore well as an aside those who do advocate this in modern times have developed this idea of a third idea a dream leela, hmm? and in the dream lila they they take a, 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 they have a body in krishna leela they have a body in Gaur leela and then they have a third dream leela body as a as a nadia mm, girl mm, and they have a relationship with chaitanya mahaprabhu so this idea is not found anywhere in the goswami's writings it's not even found really in the writings of the mahajan's associates of mahaprabhu whose poems have some Nagar uh, sensibilities in them. Hmm? The development, the systematizing of this idea hmm, into a practice and so forth—it's coming later. Hmm? Um, and um, but the seeds of it are there. For 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 in in was overtly against it. Krishnadas, now on the other hand. He did not speak like that. But he did say something. Hmm? And he said this. He said that this Parakya Bhav can only be experienced with Prajendra Nandan Krishna. No one else. Hmm? And so we, we take that to be as a kind of a softer way of saying what vrindavan Das Thakur said. In other words, Yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna but he's Gaur Krishna, and yes, he's Prajanda Nandan Krishna, but but he's not Prajanda Nandan Krishna at the same time. To say, this Parakya is only with Prajanda Nandan Krishna, not with anyone else, any other form of God. We may say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, that's a fact, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a different form of Krishna, of the same Krishna. He's Prajanda Nandan, the object of love, Appearing as the vessel of love, hmm? he's the sacrificer, not the not the enjoyer. Hmm? He's not playing a flute, and uh, and he's not dancing with uh, with, uh, with with any gopis. So it's a softer way of saying hmm, that this idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can be, uh, we can enter into a pyramide relationship with him. Hmm? Is not accepted in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Admittedly, it's a little confusing um, to understand that there were associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who wrote poems, songs, and things that have um, uh, this, uh, some sentiment of Nagarbhav in them. Pujapat However, he sought to harmonize that by way of saying that, that they're seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and when they, they're looking at him, and they're seeing Krishna. Hmm? They, and they're really seeing through that and thinking like this. And they never do anything externally, there's no external manifestation of it or anything of the sort, no meetings where Gauradhar becomes a gopi, you know, and, uh, and, and so forth. So, what I from my understanding, over time, then this this idea has been, it's kind of like something goes like this. The, it's a little bit against the Goswamis, this Nagarbhav. You talk to the Nagarbhav people; they're a little bit like, we're from Bengal. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is ours. He's our Krishna, and 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 he's his his wife is Vishnu Priya and we won't chant the name of Radha. And there are groups like that. They won't chant the name of Radha. We want, this is our Krishna, east here, whatever, the Goswami, they're, they're from somewhere else. Their idea. He's ours. He's everything. So it's an attempt to make him kind of more than what the Goswamis made out of him, which God drew from him, which is really the orthodox opinion of of Vaishnavism um and uh, uh it, yeah, it all comes from the Bengal side and a little bit it's a, i don't know it seems a little bit nationalistic almost <laughs> to be honest with you um, uh, and and um so what our position in our party was we follow Burnda Das we follow christian das and uh and Particularly, we will follow Krishna Das. and if people want that, do that. Want to talk about that? They, they can do. Can that. Good luck with that. We'll do our. We don't have, follow that. That's not part. Of, we have enough trouble trying to pursue one bhava. We're not going to try to pursue, you know, three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, pursue, we'll pursue the Dasya bhava for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and a corresponding bhava for Krishna and Krishna Leela, but we're, we don't. We, we dream about that. We know how to dream about some other extra relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, become a Manjari of Vishnu These things are all, all coming from Bengal. They're not coming from. They're not in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Not, not a not a scent of that. No scent in Vrindavan Das' book. Something in Lochan Das Thakur's book. Chaitanya Mangal, That's true, hmm. but, um, but we don't follow that in Bhakti Paribar. And, and most, the vast majority of all voting and Vaishnavas have no interest in that. Now you get some Western people who always want something new, as Prabhupada said. Hmm? Every, always gotta, always gotta, what did he say? They always want to change, 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 change. So here's a unique thing. And the thing about this Nagarbhava, from the Bhava people, is they present it as this is the real, real teaching of Mahaprabhu. This is the secret of the secret of the secrets. You know, you, you thought that Manjari Bhava for Radha and Krishna was the secret of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Well, they know nothing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is the secret of this. This is how they present it. And then I've seen efforts, literary efforts, to t- to turn everybody in the Sampradaya, Rup, Sanatana, Jiva Goswami, Saralomba bhattacharya Nikyananda, all into... Uh, parakya lovers, secret parakya lovers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by taking you know one word in a verse where uh, someone refers to Nityananda Prabhu as the is the uh, the, the, the Shakti Nityananda, you see, means he's he's Radha and you know and, and you know, things like this. Uh, uh, that's a little different, but it's a very like. Artificial and stretched and and um, so we don't uh, we don't take part in that idea and and Krishna because Goswami I think that the verse I cited uh, in, in english is um, is speaking to that, and other godhi charges also have cited that verse and understood it in that way hmm? that above is only experienced in relation to Bhagavan Nandan Krishna himself. No other form. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is another form. That's hard to deny. Even though he's Krishna himself, he's Rasaraja Krishna, but he's not in the mood of Rasaraj Krishna. Hmm? Rasaraj Krishna means the object of love for all types of love. Hmm. He's in a different mood. We should worship him according to... To the mood that he's in. Yeah, does that help?
2: Yes, but I have a side question. Yeah. Because uh, I, I agree with the first part, but what about Gaurav Vishnitriya? You know, because the author of the final word is like he concludes that it could be pretty helpful, uh, even rising with Dr. and uh, who was talking yesterday about the uh, attitude of Vishnitriya to women. And this um, social, acceptable uh, attitude when you can perceive even in uh, Chaitanya Ranga, when there's a description of the relationship between Gola and tradition, uh, sounds pretty reasonable when just providing some material or some source for explaining uh, what happened before, in my mind, it uh, took Sanyas and what was his attitude towards the limit. So,
0: if you're asking about um, the worship of Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a divine couple on our part is that what your question is, is about? is that you're asking what is Krishnadasa's opinion about that or is that bona fide or something like that yes we, 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 we uh, I think uh, the Bhakti we know the established deities of Gaur and Vishnu Priya in, in Nadi, maybe, is that at the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? Gaur, Vishnupriya. Um, and of course, in Aprakat Leela, the unmanifested Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not a sannyasi. He's a householder. And and so, uh, he and Vishnupriya are consorts, And but there's not that she has manjaris and, and and that kind of thing. Now, uh, Bhakti would know Thakur himself, he, he looked at the worship of Vishnupriya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as um, a form of Gaur Vaidi Bhakti and the worship of Gaur and Gadadhar as a form of Gaur Lila Rag Bhakti. Hmm. So, but again, he established the deities of Gaur and Vishnupriya uh, at the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so we we have no issue with that. uh, that, uh, And in the Prakat uh, Lila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a householder and we have great regard for Vishnu Priya as his consort. The, the, the relationship between Vishnu Priya and Mahaprabhu of course, is different than the relationship between Radha and Krishna. So it's different between different from the relationship between Chaitanya mahaprabhu and and and, and Pundit, who is a manifestation of Radha in Goralila So there is a dis- distinction. I mean, it, the, the relationship between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu Priya is they're married and they have a classical Bengali uh, (laughs) married relationship. Hmm? They worship the Shaligram. Hmm? She does the cooking, makes the offerings and so on and so forth. She assists in in, in various ways in the puja, in the house, lives in the house of Jagannath Mitra and uh, uh, assists Sachi and so on and so forth. Uh, Very different than Radha and Krishna, Hmm? which is Parakīya. So the relationship between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnupriya is not a Parakya relationship, it's a Swakya relationship. Hmm? Um, but it's a beautiful form of Vaidhi Bhakti and Gaur Lila and 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 when I say Vaidhi Bhakti I also mean to say that in Gaur Lila the setting is one of well uh, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is worshipping Radha and Krishna hmm? and we are worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and when he enters into the Krishna-lila we go with him something like that but in the Gaur-lila itself then we are looking at Vishnu Priya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's objects of service and so forth so it's a special kind of Vaidi bhakti I suppose you could say that's not about going to vaikuntha or something like that. Huh? So, nice idea.
2: Yes, a so why uh, Krishna Kirtan mentioned Vishnu Priya once in the whole Chaitanya uh Chaitanya Charitamrita. One
0: sense, well one of one of the one of, the, one of the, the characteristics of Chaitanya Charitamrita and Krishna does brings it out more than once is that his writing mostly deals with the Puri Leela and there are two reasons for that. One reason is that he felt that his predecessor, Vrindavan Das, wrote in much greater detail about the Nadia Lila, hmm? and for example there is a whole long chapter about the marriage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Priya in Chaitanya Bhagwat. Hmm? So Chaitanya Bhagwat gives a lot of attention to Vishnupriya. Hmm? Vrindavan Krishna Das felt that I don't want to like overstep he is my predecessor She's already, he's already written about this so I'll have to write something about the Nadia Leela if I'm going to tell the whole story but I go through the Nadia Leela in about what? five chapters hmm? of the Adi Leela and then I have tw- twenty what is it? twenty-four chapters of the Madhya-lila, 24 chapters, yeah, and then what? 20 chapters in the Anti all about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri in South India, his travels, but mostly all about Puri. Hmm? And the, the second reason that he's mostly writing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri, rather than in Vrindavan, the first being that that, that the Vrindavan, or the, excuse me, excuse me, the Nadi lila is emphasized by Das. That's one reason he doesn't go into detail about it, and he mentions that. But the other reason is that his biographical information that is the basis of the narrative in his book is all drawn, as he says, from Raghunathas Goswami and Sarup Damodar, who are living with Chaitanya Mahapur in Puri. Hmm? So that was really the bulk of the biological inf- biological. Uh, historical, historical, excuse me, historical information that he had about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and so these are uh, reasons. There's no, there's no place for Vishnu Priya in the in the, the Sannyas Lila hmm, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is mostly what he's writing about. Hmm? And Brindaban wrote extensively about the marriage and and so on. So he, I didn't know he only mentioned one time, but anyway, that's. I don't think it's he it wasn't against Vishnu Priya. Everybody loved Vishnu hmm. Her, her plight is uh, very endearing. Hmm. Yes.
2: Guru Maharaj, another person that seems to be <coughs> another person that seems to be very much downplayed, uh, at least in the Adi we've been studying, uh, is Gadadhar. Yeah, and I know you have written something about this in your last coming book but I was wondering whether you could share some of your thoughts about it's,
0: it's a big topic rather, I would rather wait and have you read it in the book I think I've done it was very um, satisfying for me to write about Gadadhar in the way that I did and to explain why he has Downplayed overtly in Chaitanya Charitamrita. There's a reason for it, which, properly understood, casts a very bright light on the person of Gadadhar and reveals the fact that not that the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's whole mission hmm, is completely dependent upon Gadadhar Pandit. Gadadhar, Gadadhar Pandit is made it all possible. Hmm? So he really has. The most central role, in terms of Nithanandavu's role, to bring everybody to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to share the teachings, to guide her, to allow him to, as Radha herself, to realize her bhava. So, the the whole esoteric reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent, his pursuit. Is only possible because of Gadara. He's the most important person, and Krishnadas says this in Chaitanya Charitam. He's the most important branch of the of all of the branches of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So here and there he leaves a hint, uh, and if you understand that the the, the the his logic in context of the Lila, I think that when you when you read this last chapter of my book, you read it, you you come away thinking what well, Gadara is really special, and 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 this is the way in which Krishna sought to bring it out, it's kind of like something you have to look carefully at to see and draw out and speaks of the necessity in the sense of hearing the book from devotees who have some uh, capacity to enter more deeply into the um, secrets therein. That said, I mean, it's obvious, there's obvious reasons in one sense that... um, he doesn't overtly speak about him because it's a little complicated to be trying to emphasize as he was that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and and get that across, which is a pretty esoteric idea. He's Krishna, he turns into Radha. Hmm? That's basically what Chaitanya Charajamrita ends with. In the last verse of Shikshastakam and in and commentary. commentary says, and this is the voice of Radha. It means... <laughs> He did it. Hmm? That Krishna has become Radha. This is what he wanted to do. He wanted to step inside of her shoes and sari and mentality and see himself. He did it. Hmm? He did it. There's a whole mission. And he couldn't have done it without Ganadhar. Hmm? But to then say, after saying, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna, but he's turning into Radha and and this is why, and then to say, and by the way, Ganada is also Radha, and it's like a lot of theological you know ground to expect someone to, uh, to, to take in and, and, and but um, it is true that he is Radha, and anyway, you'll have to read the book. <laughs> All right, and this has been a long day, so I think we should just stop there. What's the time? to eight, so it's some time for arty, then supper and it's nice to be with all of you and I'll be back tomorrow at 30. I suppose he probably won't be here and I'm sure I'll be tired try to listen on the radio if you can hmm? thank you very much Jai Jai Jai